From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Once again, we count it a privilege to welcome you to another broadcast of Let the Bible Speak, presenting a series of studies on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. Messages preached by Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought taken from the pen of the great 19th century English preacher C.H. Spurgeon and found in his collection called Faith's Checkbook. Our devotional for today is entitled, Mouth Confession, Heart Belief. The text is found in Romans chapter 10 and verse 9. If thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. There must be confession with the mouth. Have I made it? Have I openly avowed my faith in Jesus as the Savior whom God has raised from the dead, and have I done it in God's way? Let me honestly answer this question. There must also be belief with the heart. Do I sincerely believe in the risen Lord Jesus? Do I trust in Him as my sole hope of salvation? Is this trust from my heart? Let me answer as before God. If I can truly claim that I have both confessed Christ and believed in Him, then I am saved. The text does not say it may be so, but it is as plain as a pikestaff and as clear as the sun in the heavens, Thou shalt be saved. As a believer and a confessor, I may lay my hand on this promise and plead it before the Lord God at this moment and throughout life and in the hour of death and at the day of judgment. I must be saved from the guilt of sin, the power of sin, the punishment of sin, and ultimately from the very being of sin. God hath said it. Thou shalt be saved. I believe it. I shall be saved. I am saved. Glory be to God forever and ever.
troublesome times for our nation, many people are looking to the government or to social action for a solution. But the only real answer to the human predicament is a true spiritual revival. Many Christians have no idea of what constitutes revival in the scriptural sense. Certainly the greatest revival in the history of the Christian church took place on the day of Pentecost. Down through the centuries, there have been remarkable visitations of God during which thousands were gloriously saved. Times such as the Protestant Reformation, the revivals in England under John Wesley and George Whitfield, the Great Awakening in America associated with Jonathan Edwards were times of genuine spiritual revival. The common factor in all of these events was an undeniable demonstration of the power of God rather than the ingenuity of man. In the early 1950s, such a revival occurred on the Isle of Lewis, one of the Hebrides off the west coast of Scotland. In the course of several years, hundreds of people were converted to Christ, and many churches were built to take care of them. Again, the Holy Spirit of God came down in power. The preacher during those days was the Reverend Duncan Campbell. Yet what took place on Lewis was not due to his pulpit skills, but to the overwhelming moving of God among the people. Strong men, hardened sinners who mocked the preacher, were suddenly struck to their knees by the roadside under conviction of sin. Young people in a local dance hall left their frivolity and ran to the churches, crying for mercy upon their souls. Let the Bible Speak is pleased to make available CD copies of both Duncan Campbell's account of what happened during those revival times on Lewis as well as a CD containing personal testimonies 
of people who came to salvation in Jesus Christ during those revival times. The CDs are available to you free of charge, simply by requesting your copies. You may write us at LTBS 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's LTBS 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. You may email us at info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. Or you may telephone us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. Just request your copies of the CDs of The Revival on the Isle of Lewis. You will be blessed greatly as you listen to these accounts of the power of God at work. Today on Let the Bible Speak, Dr. Cairns continues his series of studies in the doctrine of the Holy Spirit as he continues a message called The Revealer of Christ. In John 15:26 and 16:14, the Lord Jesus Christ explained to his disciples that the chief function of the Holy Spirit is to testify of Christ. In the previous broadcast, Dr. Cairns referred to Peter's testimony that the Spirit of Christ moved upon the prophets as they penned the Old Testament scriptures, demonstrating that Christ is the key to the Old Testament, just as he is to the New Testament. In John 16, verses 8 through 11, the Lord Jesus declared the Spirit's work in convicting the ungodly of their sin. His work in believers is to show them Christ and what they have in him. Now Dr. Cairns continues this message, The Revealer of Christ. Everything that the Holy Spirit does relates directly to Christ. It is very interesting to find out when you read the Scriptures that he is called the Spirit of Christ. He is called the Spirit of Christ, first of all, in relation to the work that he did in the Old Testament. Peter says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 11, 
concerning the Old Testament prophets as they wrote the scriptures and as they dealt with all the great subjects that the prophets dealt with. He said it was the Spirit of Christ that was in them. So all that he did in the Old Testament, he did as the Spirit of Christ. All that he does in the New Testament, he does as the Spirit of Christ. If the Spirit of Christ dwells in you, you're saved. But if any man have not the Spirit of Christ, he is none of his. This is a very important title of the Holy Spirit. Because it's telling us that all that he does relates directly to the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, that's the statement of the doctrine. Let's see how it works out in the Scriptures. You examine the works of the Holy Spirit, and just notice how every one of them actually does center on Christ. Let's take what I would say is a primary work of the Holy Spirit. These are, I suppose, all primary works. But of them all, this is one upon which all the rest depends. That's his inspiration of Scripture. You see, if the Holy Spirit has not inspired the Bible, you know nothing about God, you know nothing about Christ, you know nothing about yourself, you know nothing about sin, you know nothing about salvation, you know nothing about heaven, and you know nothing about hell. So, the fact of inspiration is basic to the whole of Christianity. Now, what does the Bible say about inspiration? It's the work of the Spirit. Second Timothy 3.16 All Scripture is... God breathed. You will remember in one of the very first studies that I conducted with you in the person of the Holy Spirit that I drew attention to the fact that the, the very word Spirit in the original languages has the thought of Him being the breath of God. When we read that Scripture is God breathed, we are learning that it is the direct and immediate production of God the Holy Spirit. This is stated in so many words in Second Peter chapter 1 and verse 21, where we read that holy men of God speak as they were moved or as they were carried along by the Holy Ghost. So Scripture is the production of the Holy Spirit. Now, when the Holy Spirit gave the various books of the Bible, he had many what theologians would call proximate purposes or immediate aims. There was an immediate aim in everything that the Lord said through Moses to Israel. There was an immediate aim in everything that he said through Jeremiah or through Daniel or Ezekiel or any of the other Old Testament writers. But permeating everything that he said. The Holy Spirit, from Genesis to Malachi, from Matthew to Revelation, is revealing the Lord Jesus Christ. You take, for example, the Old Testament. Christ is the key to the Old Testament. Now, you may study the, the language of the Old Testament, if you have the brains to become a master of the language of the Old Testament, God bless you. I trust that you will go and study it and use your linguistic skill. But never imagine that you know the Old Testament because you've learned Hebrew. 
dare I say it, while we are certain that it was the Hebrew original that came from the mouth of God and is the very breath of God, while we are certain that every translation must go back to that Hebrew and be absolutely faithful to it, or at least as faithful as any translation can possibly be from one language to another. And while I would not undervalue the language, yet let us learn this, that the Scripture message transcends technicalities. And you only understand the Old Testament when you can use all your technical skill to see Christ in the Old Testament. You know, it grieves me when I read some of the greatest and most skillful linguists that the world has ever produced. I read what they have to say about the Old Testament, and they're as dry as dust. Man, they, uh, they have great tones. And they go into all the linguistic detail. And at the end of it all, you've got to shrug your shoulders and say, So what? For they never see Christ. Now that's not true of every linguist. I have others. Just as great in scholarship. But with their scholarship, there is a great spirituality. There is a heart for Christ. One does not necessarily preclude the other. But it's Christ is the key to the Old Testament Scriptures. He said it. He himself said it. He said in Luke 24 and 27 that he expounded to the disciples on the road to Emmaus in all the Scriptures the things concerning himself. He said in John chapter 5 and verse 39, search the Scriptures. Now, just a wee word in passing here. There's an awful lot of Christians who don't obey the Lord there. There's an awful lot of Christians who want to come to church and be spoon-fed on a Sunday morning and take enough that will give them spiritual indigestion and they never bother their head searching the Scriptures for the rest of the week. The Lord Jesus says, search the Scriptures. Not just read the Scriptures. Not just satisfy your conscience by glancing through a verse or two of the Scriptures, but search the Scriptures. Get into the Scriptures, for these are they that testify of me. He is the key to Scripture. The Apostle Peter said to him, give all the prophets witness. Now that's a statement of inspiration. I want to tell you, that it is one of the most blessed studies in the Bible to go through the prophetic writings and in the deepest sense everything from Moses to Malachi is prophetic. But you can go through it all and see Christ there. To him give all the prophets witness. Let me give you an example. You take Old Testament history. What about Genesis chapter 1? It's the history of creation. We read God said. Let there be light. And God said, and God said, and God said. That's history. What's the meaning of the history? John chapter 1 will tell you that that creative word of God is none other than Jesus Christ. Because in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things were made through Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. 
you go on down through Genesis 1, you'll find that you not only have a history of creation, but you have a history prefigured of the new creation. I'm not going to start preaching on that one this morning, or we'd be here until tomorrow morning. But you'll find Christ in the history there. What about Exodus? The journey of the children of Israel, first by their deliverance out of Egypt, and then over the Red Sea, and then on through the wilderness, and ultimately into the Promised Land. What are we to make of that history? Oh, it is a history of what actually happened to the children of Israel. But my friend, if you don't see Christ in that history, you're blind. Christ is the Lamb's Lamb. Christ's blood is the blood of which God the Father says, When I see the blood, I will pass over you. It was Christ who led them on. Paul says the rock that followed them, the rock out of which they got the water, the rock that sustained them, the rock that sheltered them, that rock was Christ. Oh, you go through Old Testament history. And you'll find that it speaks of Christ. Same as true of its prophecy, of its typology, of the whole economy of the Old Testament. It speaks of Christ. Now, that's the ministry of the Holy Spirit. In all that he wrote, he was exalting Jesus Christ. He did the same in the New Testament. I could leave this out, you know, because I've done enough to prove my point from the Old Testament. But not for all the tea in China would I leave it out this morning. You see, there are some what Lester Roloff would have called smart alecks. And they, they get a little bit of education and they know more than God Almighty. There are some of them running around. And they are forever going through these Gospels, especially the first three Gospels, the Synoptic Gospels. And they're trying to prove that there's a lot of mythology in there. And John's Gospel, all the statements that Jesus makes, for the most part anyway, they are purely mythological. And then all that Paul has to say about the Lord Jesus Christ, that is the Pharisee who came along and he lifted the humble man of Galilee and he made him a god. He clothed this ordinary man, a good man, and he made him a god. And he developed around him a whole corpus of doctrine. And so, this school, it's the school of a man called Boatman sets out to demythologize the New Testament. And they want to get back to the historical Jesus. Always prick up your ears when a preacher starts talking about discovering the historical Jesus. You're listening, in most cases, to a rank apostate, a child of the devil, and a denier of the Word of God. What is the historical Jesus? It's the Jesus of that Bible. That's the historical Jesus. How do I know that? The Lord Jesus says that the Holy Spirit would lead his disciples not into mythology, not to a perusal of some documents that some fool-headed theologians imagine must have existed somewhere. No, sir. He would lead them into all the truth. 
In other words, everything that our New Testament teaches us is truth, and everything that it teaches us about Jesus Christ is the truth. Let me tell you, my friend, all that the New Testament is doing is revealing Jesus Christ. That's the ministry of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. Christ, the key to Scripture. You've been listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We are here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. If you would like to receive our booklet, Separated Unto the Gospel, a booklet that sets forth the beliefs and standards of the Free Presbyterian Church, you may have a copy free of charge, simply for the asking. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 